God, we worship you and magnify you, Jesus, for you are great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. We are so thankful to have Brother Herring with us today. He needs no introduction to this church, but I just wanted to personally come today and to say how appreciative we are at First Pentecostal Church. He's a powerful evangelist, and through his ministry, hundreds of people have, been, have received the Holy Ghost, and hundreds of people have got baptized, and that's just at this church alone. Amen. So we're thankful to him. Put your hands together and thank the Lord Jesus Christ as the man of God comes to preach to us. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good to be back this morning. Glad to be with you in the presence of the Lord. And what a wonderful crowd we have today and a great, great atmosphere for God to do something that only God can do. And we are honored to be with you, give honor to Pastor and and uh, aren't you so thankful for a man of God that is changing the world all over the planet? What a blessing you have as a pastor. And I give honor to Bishop, and it's good to see Bishop doing better. Amen. Are you thankful that the Bishop is strengthening his body? Amen. If there's someone that the devil hates in this room, I imagine it's that man sitting there right there, considering he knocked every door in this city years ago. And and went after it when nobody else was going after it. I imagine if hell knows somebody in this room, it's that man right there. You're very, very blessed with the man of God that you have as the bishop. Praise the Lord. And I love Brother Richie, both Brother Richies. I just love them both. They're incredible men of God. And this church is just so blessed in so many different ways. All the leadership that you have and all the giftings and ministries and and uh, it's, it's, it's no wonder that you're in such great revival all the time. God is doing wonderful things, and, and uh, so glad to be this morning. Glad to have my, my little brother. Uh, he's my wife's brother, but uh, I'm actually the calm one. I'm bringing calm to them. I don't know why you're laughing about that. But he is here, and he is doing a great job, and and wonderful things. God has great plans for him in his future, and, and he's a great young man. I love him with all my heart. I'm glad he's here with me today. You know, I feel a, I just feel a switch here. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 12. I don't even have any notes for this. Help me, Jesus, for what I'm feeling. Luke chapter 10, verses 8 through 12. Matthew chapter 11. Verse number 12 in Luke chapter 10, verses 8 through 12. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I can't just wrestle some demons this morning. Feel the Holy Ghost in here. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Luke chapter 10, verse 8 through 12. Luke chapter 10, verse 8 through 12. And into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. But into whatsoever city you enter, and they receive you not, go your ways out into the streets of the same, and say, Even the very dust of your city, which cleaveth on us, we do wipe off against you. Notwithstanding, be ye sure of this, that the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable in that day for Sodom than for that city. I want to preach to you something that's in my spirit. I'm just going to title it Kingdom Confrontations. Kingdom Confrontations. Lord Jesus, Thank you for what I feel in this place today. I feel that there is healing and deliverance and breakthroughs 
in all kinds of situations hovering above people right now. I thank you in advance for something powerful taking over in this place. I can feel your spirit. I feel that there are angels in this room already right now. I worship you and I magnify you for what you're about to do in this place. I bind every demonic spirit that would hinder anybody from doing what they are called to do and being who they are called to be. I curse every witch cursing this church in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let the blood of Jesus flow in this house. Let the power of the Almighty God reign in this place and let the worshipers arise in this place right now in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands and would you get loud enough for hell to let you know that you're still alive right now? Would somebody praise the Lord with everything in your spirit? Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Is there anybody glad in this place? If you are, why don't you act like it right now? Why don't you praise the Lord right now? Who cares what's going on at home? He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. David said, oh, clap your hands, all ye people. And shout with a voice of triumph. You're going to win this battle that you're in right now. You're going to come out of this test that you're in right now. God is going to make a way for you. God's going to bring you out of this. Would somebody act like it's already done? God's going to heal your body. God's going to save your baby. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to... Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You may be seated. There's something in here today. I can just... Every person in the Bible that did anything great for God had an equal counterpart that worked for hell that they had to deal with. For every Abel, there's a Cain. For every Noah, there's a group of people ignoring him. For every Abraham that walks with God and does everything he can, there is something that's going to fight him like an Abimelech or a Pharaoh trying to take his family. For every Isaac, there's an Ishmael. For every Jacob, there's an Esau. For every Joseph, there are brothers that hate you. For every Moses, there's a Pharaoh. For every Joshua, there's a Jericho. For every Rahab that wants to get out, there's prison walls around her that she can't get out of. Every person that's done something great for God had something or someone opposing them the entire time. For every Esther, there's going to be a Haman. For every Job, there's a Satan out there trying to attack him or even his wife, Job's wife that came against him. For every Elijah, there will be a Jezebel that stands up against him to stop him. Every person in the Word of God that did something powerful had something or someone that them. For every John the Baptist, there is a Herod. For every Peter, there's going to be some kind of past. He has to constantly fight to live for God. For every Paul, there's an Agrippa. Every person that did something great for God had something or someone in their way. Why do you think that you would be any different in your life at all? Why do you think hell would take it easy on you if they never took it easy on anybody that did anything great for the kingdom of God? They can can't stand you because you have power and authority and dominion. You represent a kingdom. 
This thing is bigger than I. It's bigger than you are. It's, it's not the devil doesn't hate you just because you just happen to be a chosen one. He hates you because you represent the kingdom of the most high God. You are on the other team. You are on the winning side. You are serving the king of kings and the Lord of lords. That's why he can't stand you. You represent him every time you walk in the room, every time you walk in the store, every time you walk into school, every time you walk on the job. Hell knows who you are. You're on the kingdom of the king of all kings and the Lord of lords. You're an ambassador for the Messiah. You're not some nobody that no one has any clue about. You have power in the Holy Ghost. You've got authority over all the devils and they know I'm right. They can't stand me and they can't stand you. Somebody shout with some victory in their spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything you're going to get is going to come with a fight. You're not going to have a promise from God and coast your way into it. If you've got a prophecy, you've got a war. Like I told someone the other day, anytime God gives you a word, the word represents a war. Anytime you get a word from God, you've just encountered a war from hell. Because a word from God about your future demands that you fight for what's coming to you. Anybody can sit there and wait on God. But Paul told Timothy, you have to war for the prophecies that went on before you. In other words, there are promises hovering over your life that will not come to pass by patty caking Jesus and hoping everything works out sooner or later you gotta man up sir and you gotta tighten up that that built in the spirit and say I'm not gonna sit here and be lazy and wait for my miracle but ma'am you gotta pray like you've never prayed war like you've never wore I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There's some people that are called to be intercessors and you're chilling on the sideline. Get back in the fight right now. There are blessings waiting on you. There are answers waiting on you to fight for what God's given. I can feel the devil mad right now. Because all week long, he's about had you convinced to quit. And you staggered your way in here. And something is burning in your spirit. I see a spark of light coming back into some of you right now. And the devil thought he put the light out this week. He put everything he could on you. He's buried you alive. But yet you staggered in here somehow. You look like somebody walking dead. But you got something in you that will not die. Jeremiah said, it's like a burning fire. Shut up. It's Inside my bones, I can't quit preaching. I can't quit going to church. I can't quit living for God. Something is there for me. Anytime God tells you great things are coming, hell is putting on their armor. God tells you, Moses, go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. It's not going to be easy as it sounds. Because when you get there, Pharaoh will fight you ten times and resist you and make your people make bricks without straw. It's not against, it's not a Moses-Pharaoh deal, a Moses-Ramesses problem. It's a kingdom versus kingdom confrontation. You're coming into Egypt declaring that God's power wants to pull his people out of hell's kingdom. And hell is saying that cannot happen. We've got a stronghold on him. A stronghold on her. And we're not letting go. No matter what you declare. It's a confrontation with another kingdom. Can I tell you something right now? I've preached long enough and traveled long enough and lived long enough to tell you that all the times I've seen great Great things happen. And I've seen 7,000 people 
get the Holy Ghost in the last three and a half years. But I'll tell you, before every great outpouring, before I have miracles happen in services, there's always some kind of fight that shows up at my house in my spirit. There's always some kind of war that comes at me three days or four days before I get somewhere. You know why? Because hell knows when you're on your war path for somebody's victory. Hell knows when you're not coming to sermonize someone to make them feel good about themselves. But I have come in the name of the Lord Jesus this morning for a confrontation with every spirit of the enemy that's in this place. Every spirit that would attack your family. I come against it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every attack on your marriage. I come against it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every attack on your children. I see I come against it in the name of Jesus. Somebody fight with me right now for blessings and for favor and for answers that are coming your way. Somebody shout Jesus! That's why I don't like that preacher. He's too confrontational. Oh, I'm glad you said that. I'm not confronting you. I'm confronting demons around you. And if you're upset at me, it's because you're in love with the demons that are around you. Because people that are really bound, that want to be free, don't take preaching and the preacher and say, I don't like that. And they want to be free. It's the people that want to remain unconvicted that don't like convicting preaching. They're cool with hell being in the house. But I have come after every spirit. Because let me tell you something, I might be confrontational, but the demons that are in your house right now are just as confrontational. They didn't knock on your door and politely ask you, can we move in with your teenage son for the next six months and destroy your family? They just came in. Uh, you can patty cake me. They didn't, they didn't say, well, I hope you don't mind us d dividing your marriage a little bit. We just want to mess things up. No, they just came in. Because they're confrontational. That's what demons do. They confront you. They try to mess you up. I've come to shine a light on them to let them know you've been doing all the things you want to do. But after this service ends right now, there's something coming home. You do not want to deal with hell. Somebody's coming home saying, get out of my house. Get out of my kid's bedroom. Get away from my wife. Get away from my child. Get away from my family. Is there anybody ready to tell hell enough is enough? enough this is my house and as for me and my house we shall serve oh clap your hands and shout unto Jesus something's in here this world is not looking for religion it's everywhere. Everybody believes something. This world is not just looking for what we call Pentecost. They're looking for someone that has the real thing. Someone that's not afraid to lay hands on them in public and say, you're going to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Someone that's not afraid to tell them, you and your family need a Bible study. When can we meet up this week? I'm coming over and walk into that house. I have a friend. He's two doors down from me, two houses down. He's a soldier in Iraq. He's in a wheelchair, not from Iraq, but when he got back from Iraq, he had two car wrecks in one day after he got back from Iraq. He's paralyzed from the waist down. He served two different tours in Iraq. One of the best men I know, a great guy. And I drove by his house last week, and as I was driving by with Renz, the cops were all outside his house, and I thought, oh, no, what happened? And I went down there, and I said, I told him, I said, you're 
right? He said, no. And he began to tell me of how the family that he's married to and with held him down, pulled him out of the wheelchair and beat the daylights out of him in the floor, just two doors down from me. His face was bloodied up and beat down. Who in their right mind takes a man out of a wheelchair who's fought for this nation and beats him multiple people at one time? I'll tell you, it's the gates of hell. And then he when I went down there, I'd never been in this house before. It's the same exact model as my house. And when I went down there, after everything went down, he said, I want you to come in here and see my house. I want you to see where everything went down. And he walked me into the same exact type of house as my house, two doors down. But when I walked in, it was pitch black in the house. It was dark, Bishop. It was, it was clutter. It was evil. You could feel spirits left and right. And I walked in there, and I could feel the presence of the devil mocking me, laughing at me. I could feel the enemy so strongly. But I had enough, you see, because I believe that we have the real thing. So I'm fighting a battle for a friend of mine right now. But before I left this house, this is what I told hell in front of the entire house. I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus, hear me, devil. I will be back in this house, in your backyard. I will win my friend to the Lord. I will pray him through right here, no matter what you try, because I have power and authority over everything that you want to do. Your neighbor might look like everything's going right, but all hell could be breaking loose in their house right now. They need a confrontation with the kingdom that you live in, that you dwell in, the kingdom of peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. We have the real thing. I remember sitting on a plane one time and a lady walked back. And she had a red coat on and blue jeans, and the Lord said, witch. So thank you, God, for that. Said, How about angel? Sat down, and she said, good morning. And I said, oh, good morning to you. And she sat down, and I sat there, and I was just waiting. Sure enough, about 10 minutes later, here she goes, and she pulls out her sorcery books and pulls out her beads and pulls out this other deal, and she turns like this. I said, not today, devil. <laughs> my Bible I said, in the name of Jesus, I do not think so. When I put my Bible down, this blew my mind. She, she looked at me and staggered. She dropped everything and put her, just like that, boom, put her head back and was instantly asleep and didn't wake up till the flight landed. Now, you may roll your eyes at that. But I knew right there, we have all power and authority, and hell knows it. There's not a witch or warlock in your neighborhood that can curse your kid. You've got power and authority. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost on me right now. You've got dominion over every devil in this city, every devil in your school, every devil at your job. What's sad is that some of us have authority and we don't confront the other kingdom. But they confront us. Rebellion is a confrontational spirit. It is as the spirit of witchcraft. Rebellion is a spirit like witchcraft. It is confrontational. It tells you, mom and dad, I don't have to do what you say. I don't have to live by your rules. I don't have to submit to what you're saying. It is straight up rebellion, and it wants to pick a Fight. Let me help you with something about spiritual authority. Spiritual authority only works when you stay in the spirit. The second you step into flesh trying to use spiritual authority, you forfeit the authority because you're operating in flesh trying to conquer something spiritual. That's why the word said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Because if you're fighting flesh, you can't fight spirits. See, some of you have been pinned down by your flesh, and then you're trying to fight the devil off, and you're rebuking him, but he's still in your house that night. If you want to rebuke the spirit, pin the flesh down at the altar, get the flesh right, and then deal with what's in the house. But rebellion dares you to step into flesh. 
And when you are in authority, rebellion is a strong, masculine-type spirit that demands attention. And rebellion can come from a teenager. It can come from, it can come from someone else in your house. It can come from any, you say we're going to church and someone says, I'm not going. That happened this morning, didn't it? Oops. I don't feel like going. I'm not going. And instantly, you, as the head of the house, say, no, you're going. Don't make me go. And the Holy Ghost says, just be calm. We're all going. I'm dealing with something in here, aren't I? Because that spirit of rebellion wants to see how strong-willed you are. Well, it's, I'm just going to see if I go. But the deal is this. It's confronting you. But if you stay in the spirit, it has to break. Because rebellion cannot fight against spiritual authority if authority stays in the spirit. And so, when rebellion says, I'm not going to church, all you have to do is get alone in the closet and say, God, break that spirit of rebellion off my teenager right now, off my spouse. We are going to the house of God. You've been too good to us for us to sit here on Sunday morning and sleep in when you protected us and healed us and delivered us. We are not going to do you bad by chilling out at home. And you get back in there and you watch. God will start moving in your house because you've got authority. You can yell at them all you want to. It doesn't work. But if you can use authority, confront the spirit. You don't believe me? Then you don't believe the word of God. The Bible says, submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will. And every time something good is about to happen in your life, the devil will go crazy. You know why? I'm going to tell you. So let me give you something here. You know why the devil goes crazy when things are coming to you? Demons are not all powerful. They're not omniscient. They're not all knowing. They just they don't they don't know everything about your life. Even though some people think the devil knows every detail about them, they do not. Okay, demons do not know if you're going to go left or right out of the parking lot today. They don't know that. Stop giving them credit. They don't know that. God knows it. But the demons don't. Well, how come the devil, it's like every time God's getting ready to bless me, every time our family's getting close, every time something's about to happen, the hell acts up. Oh, it's very simple. Demons are fallen angels. Demons know when angels are near. They don't know what's going to happen with you, but they do know when angels are coming your way. Oh, yeah, Daniel. When he prayed and fasted, and here comes the angels, all of a sudden the demons showed up to fight. Why? Because demons recognize angelic presence moving toward a child of God. I'm going to help you right now. And while you don't know why the devil's fighting you, and you don't know why all hell's breaking loose, all you were doing was praying yesterday, and ever since you prayed, a tidal wave has come against your family. Listen, here's what's going on. God heard your prayer. Angels are on their way to help you. Hell is just reacting to what God... You're, some of you don't believe that. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. But if you could see in the spirit, you would shout me down right now because a demon is a signal that something is near you that only God can send you. For every demon, there are two angels. <laughs> Remember, only a third of the demons of the angels fell. So for every demonic spirit, that serves a limited, bound Satan. There are two angels that serve an unlimited, almighty God with all power and authority. I don't know who, who this is for, but I'm about to hit it right here. That if you would be willing to confront hell in your house, 
and say, no, that's not how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. Hell might act up. But you want to get angels involved in your house? You want to get the presence of God involved in your family? Start declaring that your house is a sanctuary for the presence of God to be welcome into. And start letting God know, I want the angels of the Lord to be in this place right now. And I'm going to confront everything that's not like you, God. And if it stays in the house, it's because I don't have authority yet. But if I can get authority by praying and fasting, it's going to leave. And you've got it. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got authority. Use what you have. The world doesn't want cute Pentecost. They want something real. They need something powerful. I, have an, I had another neighbor text me, this poor church just now. Just now as I was walking the building. Hey, Josh, are you in town? I said, I'm out of town preaching. I'll be back this afternoon. He said, okay, uh, I need to meet with you. I need prayer right now. Me and my wife need prayer. When can we meet? When can we do a Bible study? They want it. He has told me for years he doesn't need what we have. He goes to another church. And I'm not here to rip his church. I don't even know what church it is. So I guess I am here to rip his church. All I know is the answer wasn't there. But where there's power in the Holy Ghost, there are answers. Jesus didn't say go pray for the sick. He said heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is nigh unto you. I am not here healing because I am some super powerful person. Peter wasn't thinking like that. He was saying the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. I represent something greater than I am. I'm just an ambassador of the one who wants to heal you. I can't heal anybody or feel anybody. Neither can Bishop. But I promise you this. If we lay hands on you, we represent a God that can heal you instantly. No matter what the thing is in your body. Can I get a witness up in here right now? We've got... Oh, we represent another world with authority and dominion over everything in this planet. At the men's conference last year, we preached on the Holy Ghost that the men were there. 201 men received the Holy Ghost. And at the end of that service, at the end of my message, I had planned to tell a story because it was a guy's conference about a guy that got the Holy Ghost. And in the middle of the sermon, right at the end, the Lord switched my story and I told a story about a girl that got the Holy Ghost in a prison cell in Stockton, California. And how she got the Holy Ghost listening to a message of ours preaching on the Holy Ghost and she raised her hands and her and her cellmate both got the Holy Ghost in the cell. And she came out the next week and told us about it at the church service. And I told that story at the men's conference. That was a year and a half ago. And on Friday night, a man walked up to me in, in Ocala and he said, at that men's conference, he said, I, I got the DVD. And he said, I took the DVD to Tampa, where I live, to the prison, where I work at, where I preach at. He said, and there were 16 men at the service. And I took the DVD of you preaching on the power of the Holy Ghost and how God can give it to you anywhere. And I played it in front of the 16 prisoners. He said, when you made the altar call, all 16 ran to the front. He said, when you said, raise your hands, they all raised their hands. He said, when you pray the prayer of faith, you're not going to believe this. He said, all 16 men in the prison cell received the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, Bishop, I took it back again this year on Pentecost Sunday. He said, we had 17 more inmates in the room. I played it. When you prayed the altar call, they all came forward again, and God filled all 17 more with the gift. My God, I feel something. We've got power. We've got authority. We've got dominion over everything and everywhere the devil exists. Who's in this room and needs a miracle? Who would be willing to confront hell about it? I know you're confronting God. When's the last time you confronted hell about it? Oh, oh God, please come through instead of saying, get off me, cancer, now, in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
You may laugh at it, but that's what Verbal Bean used to do. That's why they told him that no sickness could attack his body. Because every time sickness came, he would say, get off me right now in Jesus' name. And it would leave every time. That's called dominion. That's called authority. That's called I'm not playing games with hell. You want to come at me? Fine. But you're coming at someone that wants this thing more than you realize. And I believe there's someone on your pew right now that wants it more than you realize. Someone in here needs a word from God, needs an answer from God. They need to confront the enemy and say, enough is enough for the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by I didn't come to be a part I didn't come to hope Helm leaves I didn't come to see what happens I've come in the name of Jesus to take over everything and everything the devil's using and everyone the devil's using. I was in this room. I'm just about done. I was in this room. I've told you before in this very altar in a service one time when a young lady walked up to me in the altar. She wasn't dressed very well and she grabbed me and she said, I need to talk with you alone. And I said, I do not think so. And she said, I need to go with you alone right now. I said, I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. She said, well, I want, to, I want you to pray with me. I said, over what? She said, over oh, the, the, the trapping of humans across the world. I said, fine. I prayed, and I walked off. I walked to the platform right up here where you are, Bishop. It was me. I think it was Brother Tim Jenkins, my wife. Someone else was up here. We were talking. And when me and we were talking, and that girl walked up the stairs, and she walked up here, and she handed my wife a note. And the note, my wife handed to me. And the note said, I have brain cancer, and I want to stop the human trafficking across the world. I read the note. I looked at her. I said, what do you want? He said, I want, I want you to pray. And I said, okay, I'll pray for the brain cancer. She said, no. I want you to pray that God uses me to stop all the trafficking. I said, okay. But first I'm praying for the brain cancer. She said, no. I said, you know why? Because you don't have brain cancer. You've been sent here by hell. And when I said that, she started screaming and screeching at us. Ran out the back door throwing cigarettes everywhere. Ran, drove her car around this church parking lot multiple times. Squealing her tires, screaming profanities at everybody in this church. Oh, it's real. What about my friend that was pastoring in Chicago that fasted 21 days? There was a girl in the back row that had been coming for six months, patty cake and Jesus every altar call, come to the very edge of the altar, acting like she worshiped God. He fasted 21 days. The 21st day, he goes to take his text. He stands behind the pulpit weak, and he stands there and said, in the name of the Lord. And as soon as he started preaching, she rose up. She was a witch the entire time. No one had any clue. Just thought someone in the back row hanging out. But she was cursing that church from the back row the entire time. But when he fasted, man, when he fasted 21 days, she she could no longer hide what she was doing and she stood up and cursed the church and cursed the pastor but the problem was she was cursing something that the word said no weapon formed against is able to prosper so he went back to her I want you to hear it, devil. I want you to hear it. Because one of your own got converted. He went back to the witch. He laid hands on her, cast the devil out of her, and prayed her through to the Holy Ghost right there. Because we have authority over everything the devil is saying. He's got dominion over. Somebody stand up and praise God without fear, without reservation, without hesitation. You've got the greatest thing on the planet. Some of you, you want to break out and worship. You're afraid the devil's going to attack you. That tells me you fear hell more than God. Is God not big enough to protect you once you praise him with everything inside of you? Is God not great enough? To, is God not great enough to heal your body when you do something to confront hell? Is God not able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think?
Someone needs to get a Jehu attitude and look up at Jezebel and say, you've talked trash long enough, but in this moment, you are done and you're coming down. I represent another kingdom. I've got a power and authority to bring you down. Get out of the house. Get out of the window, Jezebel. Miracles are coming to the city. I'm going to ask you something. If God told you to break out and worship him confrontationally, would you be cute? Or would you say no matter what happens, I might fall on my face in the water. But I am sick of sitting in this boat, hoping this storm ends. I'm going to confront hell right now. Let me help, help you. It's a lot more fun walking on the water than sitting in the boat. Because when you walk on the water, you might slip. But there's a God that will lift you up every time. Because you're in the presence of the one who's walking on the water. Punch your neighbor and say, I feel like worshiping. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I need some space right now. Tell your neighbor, don't judge me right now. Tell your neighbor, don't watch me right now. This isn't about what you think about me right now. I got a demon near a baby of mine. I got a demon. I got a miracle I need God to do right now. I can't wait on you to think something good about me. I've got to praise God. I've got to show God that everything I need is in his hands. I want Jesus more than I want breath, more than I want food, more than I want water. I want the Lord to move. Somebody show that spirit of doubt just how much you can praise God. Show that devil of fear just how much you can glorify God. Show that enemy I'm going to praise God with all my heart and all my soul and all my might. You're covered. You're covered. It's not your flesh talking. It's the Holy Ghost. Tell the devil, get out of my house. Get away from my body. Get away from my kid. Get away from my mind. Get away from my job. Get away from my finances. Get away from my breakthrough. Get away from my anointing. Get away from my ministry. Get away from my vehicle. Get away. Hey, Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee. If you've got the Holy Ghost, act like you've got the Holy Ghost. If you've got power, use it. If you've got authority, use it. Speak to the mountain. Be thou removed. That's what brings the miraculous. Come on, Paul, make it loud for the devil to hear you. Let the devil hear you. Let the devil hear you and praise the Lord. Yeah! Your miracles are on the way. Angels are on the way. Answers are on the way. Direction is on the way. Peace is on the way. I'm confronting the devils. I'm confronting the attitudes. In the name of Jesus, God is still God. He's still on the throne. He is not dead. He is alive. He is on your side. 
will not fear what man can do unto me, the writer said. Oh! Oh! He said the enemy will come in one way, but he'll flee seven ways. That's because you're going to confront him. Get out of my house. This house is a house of prayer. This house is a house of prayer. You're not going to fall. You're not going back to drugs. You're not going to commit adultery again. You're not going to mess up. You're not going to go to alcohol. Shut that lion's mouth in the name of Jesus. God is going to help you. God is going to deliver you. Some of you need to clap your way out. Some of you need to worship your way out. Some of you need to dance your way out. But whatever you do, get out of the thing the devil's saying. Let that thing off me. Get that thing off of me. Throw the snake in the fire. Throw the snake in the fire. Throw the snake in the fire. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You, some of you, have let the devil go from underneath your feet to above your head. He used to talk to you from down here. Now he talks to you from up here. He used to say something, you'd say, stop that in Jesus, never rebuke that. But now he says something, you're contemplating it. You've elevated your demon. Shut that thing down. Last time I checked, you were supposed to bruise his head with your heel. He belongs under your feet, not in your eardrums. He belongs under your feet, not consuming your brain. He belongs under your feet. Let me give you something right here. We're, we're going we're gonna to explode. You, you want a verse that really, really will get you. Put it on your refrigerator. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay? Transform means metamorphosis in the Greek. But renewing in the Greek means renovating. He said, here's how you can transform. You renovate your mind. When someone renovates a room, they have to go through a stage called demolition first. I feel like talking. Demolition removes the things in the way of the vision that the, the person sees. I want this room opened up, but there's a wall right here. There are pictures on the wall been there 30 years, but the wall's in the way of what I want to happen. So to renovate the room, I got to demolish the wall. To renew your mind, you've got to destroy some things that have had strongholds. Hell
Hell has built some walls, made some messes, had some clutter. But if you want to be transformed and find the perfect will of God, don't go home and look. Go in here and look right now. Close your eyes right now and go inside your brain. <laughs> what walls of bitterness are up? What walls of unforgiveness are up? What walls of hatred are up? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. What walls of fear are up? What walls of doubt are up? What walls of unbelief are up? What walls of insecurity are up? What walls of racism are up? What walls of lust are up? What walls of addiction are up? It's time to demolish the wall and renew your mind. What are you saying? If you want the devil out of your head and under your feet, you need to renew your mind right now and let him know you're not going to sit there and make me contemplate. Every spirit of suicide I curse in this room in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every voice of suicide and depression that's talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Hear the word of the Lord. The word of God is going to be a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path. And darkness, you're going to leave that room right now. You're going to leave that mind right now for you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Spiritual suicide. Can I do something crazy? Can I get the ushers to open up the back doors? Can I get the ushers to open up the back doors? I feel the Holy Ghost. The old timers used to do this all the time back in the day. See those doors that are open back there, everybody? Why don't you turn back there and look? All right. Now, I want you to face back there. Now, we're going to raise our hands and tell every devil that came in here with us that those are the doors. They're welcome to leave right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the authority of the Word of God, and by the power of the name of Jesus, Every spirit sent by Satan in every car, with every person, on their mind, in their family, on their pew. In the name of Jesus, we command you to leave right now. Somebody shout, Jesus! In the name of Jesus! Get out of the parking lot. Get away from the vehicles. Get away from the roads. Get away from the oncoming traffic. Every spirit of hell be gone. Let the people that need liberty feel liberty right now. The people that need their joy back get their joy back right now. The people who need some peace, let peace interrupt your spirit right now and take over. Why don't you grab that neighbor's hand right there beside you? Why don't you ask him, what spirit's been attacking you? Now tell him the answer, if you, if you know what it is. All right. Hell just got nervous just now. Because now you've got that hand, and you know where they've been attacked. It would only make sense right now for you to tell that spirit that just left them to leave them alone right now 
and in authority pray over them right now pray for each other right now in the Holy Ghost that every attack is removed from the family from the home from the marriage from the children come on pray dominion tell that thing get away from her get away from him get away from him for them. Pray in tongues if you've got the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Let God pray through you right now. Let the Spirit pray through you. Now speak favor to somebody. Tell them miracles are coming. Speak blessings on them. Speak the blessing of God to them. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. favorite things to do is to shout in advance. Shouting in advance shows so much faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Shouting in advance means there's something specific that you're praising about that hasn't happened yet, but is going to happen. Shout. Let it loose, Holy Ghost. Let it loose, Holy Ghost. Let the workings of miracles. Let the workings of miracles. Let the workings of miracles be loose in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the workings of miracles be loose in the name of Jesus. They're shouting now. They're going to shout during, and they will shout after the miracle manifest. But let it be known, Lucifer, we are coming in the name of the Lord Jesus, and we want our stuff back. We want our families back. We want our joy back. Let there be restoration in this house in the name of Jesus. you go to high school or college, middle school, high school, college, come stand right up here. I said, make, make room for those that are coming behind you.
I'm asking you guys to do is I'm going to confront some things, and I'm asking you just to not be afraid and worship God. And whatever I confront, if you'll worship God with all your heart, when you go to school, you'll have dominion over those things. Is that all right? Okay. All I'm asking you to do is when I'm praying and I'm calling it out to worship God and thank God for victory over it. All I'm asking you parents to do is cover them in prayer as we go. Can we do that right now? You ready? Every parent, every elder's hands raised, young people, I want you to walk in the Holy Ghost in a moment. Every spirit of peer pressure, every spirit of homosexuality, every spirit of perversion, every spirit of bullying, every spirit of hatred, every spirit of violence, every gang, every spirit of drugs, every spirit of drugs, every spirit of pornography, every spirit of alcohol, every spirit of rebellion, every gaming spirit. Every spirit of anger, every spirit of suicide, every spirit of experimenting, every spirit of loneliness, every spirit of depression, every spirit of oppression, every spirit of fear that they stand out, every spirit of insecurity. Every spirit of anxiety, every spirit of worry, every spirit, every spirit, every spirit. Hear me in the name of the Lord Jesus. These young people, as of right now, have authority over you and everyone that you try to use against them now in the name of Jesus. They will walk in power. They will walk in victory. They will walk in confidence in God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Every teacher in this room, I speak protection over you, blessings upon you, favor upon you, strength to you, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Let the Holy Ghost be your guide. Let it be your counselor. Let it speak through you. Order your conversations. Order your words. Order your thoughts. Some of, you, some of you elders and parents ought to lay hands on a young person up here right now. We're done. You want to leave? That's fine. You want to see your kid walk in victory? That's cool. Someone else's kid might need you to lay hands on them right now. Speak to them. Don't ask God to do it. Speak it. Speak life to them. They're going to do great things for God. You're going to do great things for God in Jesus' name. Great things for God. 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 Great things are coming. Great things are coming. Great doors are opening. Great doors are opening. Great doors. Great things are coming. Great things are coming. You're not going to be a part of your school. You're going to take over in the name of Jesus. You're not the minority. You have God with you. You're the majority. One man, one young lady with God is the majority. God is on your side. You're not going to be influenced. You're going to influence. 
You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're not a follower. You're a leader. Be a leader. Be a leader. Be a leader. Be a leader. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Young people, if you've been rebelling against your parents, you stop that right now. No more rebelling. You're going to go submit. Be humble. Get your Bible out. Start reading your Bible again. Start being humble. The more you submit at home, the more authority you'll have at your school. Hear me. The more you submit at home, the more authority God's going to give you at other places. Keep a right spirit. Keep a right spirit. Keep a right spirit. Keep a clean spirit. Keep your room clean. Filthy room brings unclean spirits. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost. Keep your room a sanctuary where angels dwell, not where demons hang out. I'm feeling God up here right now. You want angels attracted to your room, not demonic spirits. You want demons uncomfortable to come near your room. Get the Bible on your phone, on an app, and play it out loud at nighttime. You want to chase? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Every spirit attacking your sleep is about to leave right now. Some of you are gonna, you need to download the Bible on your app on your phone and play it out loud when you go to bed at night. So angels are in the room, not the devil's. Ahead. Somebody pray for her right there. She's being tormented. My spirits. Peace is coming. Peace is coming. Rest in the Holy Ghost. Peace in the Holy Ghost. Every curse on your phone, I curse in the name of Jesus. Every stronghold on your phone, I curse in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I speak conviction to your spirit over anything that's not of God in your phone. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.